Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 22nd of June. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year of 1981. And we travel to Rome, where Kateri Takak Witha was beatified, first Native American Indian to be so honoured by the Catholic Church. Born in 1656 in what is now New York State, she belonged to the Mohawk Nation, which was part of the Iroquois Five Nations. Though her mother was not born a Mohawk, she had been adopted into their society, presumably after being captured in war and forced to marry a Mohawk man. Four years after Kateri's birth, a smallpox epidemic hit her village and they killed both her parents, leaving her permanently scarred and visually impaired. While her mother had been a Christian, after her parents' death, she was raised by her uncle, who was an important member of the village and very anti-Christian. The area saw activity from French Jesuit missionaries and Kateri's encounters with these men, who were known as the Black Robes among the Iroquois, enthralled her. Often visiting her in her longhouse, where she lived in self-imposed isolation because of the marks that smallpox had left on her face. The missionaries told her of tales of female saints, such as Catherine of Siena, and the power of their lord in comparison to the Iroquoian shamans, and that his will was that the meek should inherit the earth. And so at the age of 20 she was baptised, taking the Christian name of Catherine. But she soon suffered harassment from the non-Christian members of her village. She was used to being treated as an outcast because of her pock-marked features and she'd been unable to join the other women in the cornfields. And so at the advice of one of the priests, a Pierre Cholenec, she sought a new beginning in a town known as Kahanawake by the Iroquois and Salt St. Louis by the French. Cholenec later wrote, he wanted to transport this flower to a better ground, where it could take root surely and be out of danger of corruption. She had constantly refused to marry, and on one occasion she was even said to have left the lodge and hid in the fields when she was introduced to a potential groom. She was inspired by the stories of Catherine of Siena, and it was clear that lifelong chastity was her aim. Although periods of self-control and abstinence were thought to physically and spiritually strengthen the individual who practised them by the Iroquois, lifelong chastity was seen as very alien and strange. And so the Jesuits did not allow her to take a vow of chastity until a year before her death. And a constant tension with her Jesuit advisers was the intense mortifications that she practised. From standing barefoot in the snow, to bathing in a river in the middle of winter, and to holding hot coals between her toes, she always sought to punish her body. The founder of the Jesuits, Ignatius of Loyola, had practised extreme mortification in his own youth that had a lasting and deleterious effect on his health.
And so it was a key part of their spirituality to counsel moderation. However, what they failed to comprehend with Kateri was a deep psychological and sociological and spiritual place that torture held in Iroquois society. Through a process known as mourning wars, Iroquois nations captured and adopted foreigners into their villages as a means of augmenting their populations in the face of deaths caused by war and disease. As part of the adoption ceremony, the adoptee was tortured, breaking down their old identity before they were given the water of pity to purify themselves and accept their new identity in the adopted land. It may be that by torturing herself, Tekakawitha sought to wash away her old identity so that she may be adopted into her new society, the Christian village of Kanawake, before she could receive the baptismal waters. Only days after her death, French colonists and Native American converts alike began crediting her with miraculous intercession. The missionaries would keep detailed records of their missions and their work, and they would send them back to Rome, who would collect the many history of the houses, the Historium Domus, and create incredibly detailed records. According to the Jesuit records of New York State, she appeared to be to the living in visions, and she worked healings, and she performed other types of intercession. According to Pierre Cholonec, on the sixth day after the death of Catherine, a virtuous person worthy of belief, being in prayer at four o'clock in the morning, Appeared, she appeared to him, surrounded with glory, bearing a pot full of maize, her radiant face lifted towards heaven, as if in ecstasy. Kateri became a symbol of Native American pride, especially among Catholics in a post-colonial world, and she was declared a saint by Pope Benedict XVI at St. Peter's Basilica, on the 21st of October 2012. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at an agreement between Pius XII and the Brazilian government during the Second World War to admit 3,000 visas to non-Aryan Catholics. If you'd like to join, contact us to request a topic or ask any questions, then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Visit us on www.pogp.net for more information. And have a lovely day, wherever you are.